three-point play continues on a lot of sports talk, and we are joined right now by Derek Phelps, assistant coach for the Columbia University Lions men's basketball team, and his name may be familiar to you because he was a member of the 1993 North Carolina Tar Heels who won a national championship against Michigan, a 1990 McDonald's All-American at Christ the King High School. First of all, Derek, thank you so very much for joining us. So almost 25 years after you were McDonald's All-America and had wanted to come to Columbia University as a player, and you have to settle for UNC, you're back at Columbia University. Did I get that story right? It was close enough, and you're making me feel old saying 25 years ago. <laughs> but uh, definitely happy to be in a situation where I'm at now at Columbia, being uh, assistant coach here, and uh, being back home is the, the real story for me because, you know, me having a career playing pro basketball in 13 years in Europe and now finally get to come back and coach at a, a prestige uh, university like Columbia is a, like a, a definitely honor to come back to your own city and coach at a school like Columbia. Did you think as you were a player at North Carolina and starting your professional career in the NBA and overseas that you were going to be a coach? Was this something that you even thought about immediately after college? Uh, no, I, I didn't think that, but uh, Dean Smith, first thing he said to me after my, my career was over at Carolina, said, Derek, I think you should be a coach. And he wanted me to be a coach right away at the time. And uh, coach, I told Coach Smith, I said, Coach, I got a lot of playing left in me. And if that time comes that I, if I think about coaching, I'll, I'll probably consider it. But like I said, I played a long time. You know, like I said, played in Europe, played a little bit in the NBA. And uh, got an opportunity to coach in Europe before I ended up coming back to the States. So I caught the bug at the end of my career. And uh, then I came back to my alma mater, Christ the King, and did a couple of years there and, and went from there. And then got fortunate. Where did you coach in Europe? And tell me if there was any uh, language barrier issues in Europe. I, was, I coached at a, in Romania. That was my first, my, like my last year playing. And one of my good coaches at the time that I played with in Germany was the coach there, and he wanted me to help him out. So I kind of did a lot of the on-court stuff, the scouting part, and you know, trying to get recruit kids from from the states to come to Romania. So that's when everything kind of started for me. And once I finished my my one year there, I came back to Christ the King, and that's when I started working with the young guys there and playing for. I mean, going to a school like Christ the King, you get a lot of college coaches coming in all the time. Other players, the players they have, they go Division One. So and see me working with them, and that kind of took off and. My first stint in the college ranch was at Fordham University. Once again, Derek Phelps joining us, assistant coach at Columbia University, national champion in 93 with the North Carolina Tar Heels. What surprised you the most about the play in Europe? Because you spent all of your high school time and college time in the States, North Carolina, New York City, a couple of basketball hotbeds, Carolina, New York City. When you went to Europe, I guess what was the first real surprise about European basketball and uh, the European style of basketball and play? Uh, you know what? I was big. I was mainly surprised. Of, it's very physical at the, the hierarchy of the European league. And uh, you Did got, you think it was physical before that? No. I, you know what? When I first... When I ended up first going to Europe, I had no clue. So I think, you know, I'm an American. I might be the best player on the team, and I think I'm just going to just do what I want to do. But it, it was very challenging, and I think it helped me be a better player myself going against guys that's going to go against you because you are American, and they want to they they have something to prove. So 
it caught me off guard, but of course I adjusted quickly, <laughs> which I supposed to, and uh, and you know, and learned that there's a lot of skilled players over there, and you, and you see they skilled because a lot of these guys are in the NBA now. Because I played against guys like Dirk Nowinski, Tony Parker, uh, Karolinko, uh, Mehmet Okor. I played against all these guys when I was in Europe at a young age, and then next thing you know, they in the NBA. Who is the best player of that crop that you saw while you were in Europe? Dirk Nowinski. I played in Germany for six years, and Dirk, his first, my first time I played against him, I think he was about to go to Dallas maybe like during that summer, and he played in the German League, and he was averaging about 30 points a game. And I'm like, who is this 6'11", 7-foot kid shooting jump shots? Like, he need to get his butt inside. That's, that's the first thing I thought, because I played with a lot of 7-footers that played inside. He's shooting jump shots. So, but you see where his career took off to. So, but he was one of the best players you know, as a European at the time that I played against. Once again, Derek Phelps joining us. You mentioned Dean Smith. Just talk about the importance of Dean Smith. Of course, a lot has been chronicled recently about his uh, declining health. And uh, just talk about your time with Dean Smith, what you learned from him the most while you were at Carolina. So many stories about Dean Smith from everybody that played under him. Just tell me, if you can, a couple of stories or thoughts about Dean Smith while you were there that really uh, enlightened you and you have remembered and taken to this day. I think one of the big keys I think every point guard at Carolina can contest to is you will, you will start to, spending time with him so much, you will start to think like him on the court. So, you know, I think King Rice before me, you know, was the point guard, and I learned from King Rice also. And uh, he always tell me, like, it's going to be a time in your career that coach, you're going to look at Coach Smith and he's going to be calling a play. You're going to look at Coach Smith and say, hey, Coach, I already called that same play you want me to call. And it's like it's very weird when that, time, that day happened for me. And it happened during my sophomore year when I had I played a lot more minutes and it was like you kind of you got to be the coach on the floor at Carolina at a Dean Smith type of uh, program and when you're a point guard you got to know everybody's position you got to know where everybody's supposed to be you got to you can't start a play unless they in their position you got to make sure if if they're not in the position you run a play it's always the point guard's fault so it, it was a learning experience of just him teaching you how to be that coach why you didn't really need his help on the sideline and just think like him at the time. Now, I do have to leave you with, obviously, for a lot of the casual fans, and you shouldn't feel old because I remember watching the 1993 National Championship game in New Orleans as well uh, with uh, Michigan and North Carolina. And And one of the main reasons I remember it, and don't hold it against me, is because I picked Michigan in the championship game in my pool and I would have won probably about $100 in my pool. So you are responsible for 20, 21 years ago, um, uh, me missing out on a first-place prize. But it's okay. I'm still talking with you. Uh, but uh, what do you remember most about that 1993 game? Uh, what were your nerves like beginning uh, that ball game in the national championship game? I know you had gotten uh, deep in the NCAA tournament, but this was 1993. This was the final. Just uh, what are your memories about that game? And take me through your thought process uh, throughout that game all the way to the very end. You know what? It was, it was, it was nerve-wracking because, you know, the game's at 9 o'clock at night. Everything's on TV about the game, Carolina versus Michigan. And, you know, you hear all the talk, all the whoever it was, the sports writer or the commentator, yeah, Michigan should win this one. And, and you're sitting there like, man, we need to play this game right now. That's how, that was my thought at the time, sitting in the hotel and, you know, preparing myself and foc- to be focused on the game. 
And but I think people don't recall we actually played Michigan that same year in the Rainbow Classic in Hawaii in Honolulu, and we lost on a buzzer shot. So we were very anxious to, and fortunate that we wanted to play against Michigan once again to to hopefully prove ourselves and not like a revenge factor, but to bounce back and like we wanted to play Michigan to return that favor and went on a higher stage. So, but it was a nerve-wracking day because, like I said, it's a late game and you know everybody's talking and everybody think Michigan's gonna win, but. Fortunately, and we played well, tell you the truth, and we ended up winning that game. And it, it, it's a big game because Chris Webber called a timeout, but I always tell people we was winning at the time he called a timeout. So people always get that mistaken like if they was winning at the time. We was actually winning before he called the timeout. Thank you so much for clearing that up. For those that uh, didn't know that, uh, what, what first popped into your mind, if you can remember, when Chris Webber first traveled? And oh. it wasn't called. <laughs> right? And then the timeout was called and the realization that Michigan had none. Well, yeah, I was part of all that stuff. I think, matter of fact, he got the rebound. He wanted to pass to Jalen Rose on the wing. At the time, George Lynch jumped in front of Jalen. So he tr- that's when he actually traveled. And when he started dribbling the ball, the court, I actually veered him to the corner. And that's when George Lynch came in and, and myself and George actually trapped him in the corner. And when that timeout happened, I was more shocked. That, like I looked at the ref, like, is this true? He called a timeout because we knew that we did, they didn't have any. So after that, it was like I knew the game was over with because I knew we were going to hit the free throws. We would get the ball back, and they would have to foul us again. So I love that game, and that will always be part of history because people always talk about that game. They always show it on the classics. So I'm always people always call me all the time when that game comes on. So how many times do you tell people I was the one that forced Chris Webber to call timeout? You know, I don't like to brag sometimes, but sometimes I have to tell these young guys sometimes that you recruit that, you know, I know everybody watched that video, and I always tell them, like, listen, I was the guy that trapped Chris Webber in that corner, and you need to revisit that and watch it again. Derek Phelps, thank you so very much. Do not feel old. We all remember that game in 1993. Derek Phelps, assistant coach for the Columbia University Lions. Thank you so very much for joining us. And again, enjoy your homecoming to New York City. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me.